Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. I am your host. I have a show on Newsmax which is called Rob Carson's What in the World? And it is a, uh, a political comedy show. All right, commentary and comedy. It's uh, using... Humor to make a point, though. You can check that out. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com. If you want uh, times and listings and all that stuff and where you can find all of the great programming on Newsmax and your favorite shows, let's hope, but mine is one of your favorites. And then also uh, the podcast is everywhere, pretty much everywhere. I don't know if you heard this this morning. Major League Baseball is expecting to announce that they have decided to relocate the All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver. Here is the problem. Colorado has stricter voting laws than Georgia. Colorado requires proof of identification when casting a ballot, (laughs) and it has fewer early voting days than Georgia. I think it's nine versus uh, 17 in Georgia. So uh, it looks like Major League Baseball is stepping in it majorly, and uh, they're going to suffer the consequences. Today, I thought about calling the show today the, uh, the Lying Liars Who Lie show, because there's a lot of lying going on in the world. There's a lot of lying coming from uh, the Democrats and Major League Baseball and woke companies in Georgia about the voting law that just passed in Georgia to ensure vote integrity so your vote is not stolen. It's been called the worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow on steroids. Jim Eagle by the president, which is an insult to anyone. Anyone who suffered under Jim Crow, particularly those who died and their families who remained afterwards. It is an absolute Front. It's like calling the Republicans Nazis or Donald Trump Hitler. Uh, it is an insult to those who have suffered. And every time you use an inflammatory language like this, you don't make the situation better. You make it a whole lot worse. Last night, there was a baseball game in Texas. Rangers are playing the Blue Jays. And, of course, there is a, supposedly, what, a new uh, uh, super version of the COVID that's going to kill everybody. Well, here's a report from ABC yesterday before the game. Uh, with the panic mongering done by the media with regard to actually going to a baseball game. A lot of attention on this Rangers-Blue Jays game, and it's not because of the matchup on this brand new field. As many as 40,518 fans could pack this ballpark. That would make it the largest gathering of people in this country in more than a year. And everybody's going to die. But President Biden is already calling foul. This morning, concerns about a double mutant coronavirus. That's the double mutants like a double dog dare variant in the U.S. The variant first discovered in India. The next one's going to be called the super duper variant. Now identified in the San Francisco area. This is the first time this particular double mutant has been found in the United States. We can't allow you to not have fear in your lives. States and it was found here at our Stanford laboratory. This is COVID cases across the country climb and fears of a fourth wave. There's also the teenage mutant version of it coming out. Growing. Even as more than 106 million Americans have received at least one dose of the vaccine. It's kind of like a race between getting people vaccinated and the more people on a daily basis you get vaccinated, the better chance you have of blunting or preventing that surge that we're all concerned about. Millions of Americans are now heading back home from the Easter holiday after families gathered for Easter celebrations outdoors. I'd much prefer being inside in a pew on a pew so you can express yourself more, but um, it's better than nothing. By the way, um, if you've been on an airline, you literally sit in a seat that is 18 inches wide right next to someone who you will fight over the armrest with. And you're crammed into a uh, tube made of metal and flying with recirculated air at 35,000 feet versus sitting in an open-air stadium next to somebody wearing a mask. Really? Really? Is everybody going to die? Really? I'm so done with this fear-mongering. Aren't you? Aren't you just tired of not being able to live your life without somebody screaming about 
the planet is going to burn because of global warming and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. I'm so done and I think the American people are really sick and tired of it. Here is here is uh, Dr. Fauci this morning on uh, Joe Scarborough's show on MSNBC talking about the carelessness of going to a ball game. But the other wild card in this, Joe, is that even though everybody has COVID-19 fatigue and wants to get back to normality, you know, you see the pictures of the Texas Rangers Stadium essentially crap. I have you fatigue, actually, Dr. Fauci. I have you fatigue. I want you to go back to the hollow tree and start making cookies again. We don't want to declare victory prematurely because we have a virus out there now, this variant that spreads really quite efficiently. And if you pull back on masking and avoiding congregate setting, you're really taking a pretty big risk. If we can just hang in there no, you know, honestly, we've just had enough of your BS because you've been wrong about most everything. A bit longer because every day that we hang in there. Literally, NPR yesterday said that we ought to continue wearing masks uh, to prevent spread of colds and flu. We should add infinitum, just wear masks forever, NPR. And not just give in to getting away from all restrictions. Every day we do better and better. See, we were a free country. I don't know if you do that, Dr. Fauci. And, and you've gotten all famous and everything. And really... Uh, your career in Washington, D.C. has been rather unremarkable. In fact, uh, there was a swine flu variant that I got in 2010, and you did not rush a vaccine to the fore. You claim to be uh, take credit for the, the vaccine that Donald Trump created. It was Operation Warp Speed, and you're taking credit for it. Other than that, in 45-plus years of service in Washington, D.C., by the way, this man has paid more than the president of the United States, highest-paid bureaucrat in the country. He just doesn't like to see his his fame weighed because three to four million people get vaccinated i was i was going to ask you about uh how things are different now than over the i gotta tell you i'd be more worried about the hot dog that you get at the uh at the game than getting a COVID. sometimes those hot dogs can be a little rough uh anyway <laughs> i uh i am not big into boycotting okay uh because generally who cares if i boycott something it's not gonna i'm not gonna lead a national charge to boycott, but I'm not going to listen to baseball this year. I just, I'm really done. Uh, I, I mean, I feel insulted because of baseball, our pastime, our pastime baseball has been taken away and politicized from us. Baseball is America's pastime, right? Remember that? Remember America's pastime? But now it's owned by a bunch of billionaires who've decided to take a political stand and take a leftist stand. And honestly, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. If you want to be neutral and you want to play a child's game that I left when I was a child and get rewarded millions and millions of dollars from uh, contracts to play ball and retire in your 30s, then just shut up and play baseball. How about just that? All right. CBS is not talking about the 60 Minutes report about Ron DeSantis, the governor of the state of Florida this morning. They're not talking about it. Because they were caught deceptively editing it and accusing the governor of a pay-for-play with Publix grocery stores to distribute vaccines for COVID. Now, they cut about two minutes out of a report on 60 Minutes that made Ron DeSantis look like he was on the dole from Publix, even though Publix donates more to Democrats. And you will hear from Governor DeSantis in the unedited version of it what he actually said. But this is what 60 Minutes ran Sunday. We wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal, but he declined our request for an interview. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in So Palm first Beach. of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. How, how is that not pay to that, play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks. Okay, now this is where they edited all the stuff out, and I'm going to play the stuff that was here before they went to the end of the interview. To Palm Beach County, and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So but Melissa that. McKinley, uh -oh. the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the Publix deal. 
The criticism is that it's pay to play. And it's governor. wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused. Okay, now this is the end of the interview that she added to to make him look inflammatory and criminal. You of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. Well, I- but she didn't run that part, you see, because what he's just referring to is something they actually cut out of the interview. And so like, it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest? No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, That's sir. That's actually a fact. Okay, now let's go to the uh, part that they edited out, shall we? That's that, that's a fake narrative. So, first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So, yes, you had the counties. You had some drive through sites. You had hospitals that were doing a lot. But we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. And we said, we're going we're gonna to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the publics, they were the first one to raise their hand, say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is a way to go? And it was 100% positive. I met with the county mayor. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County. And I said, here's some of the options. This is what's called leadership. This is leadership. Joe Biden is not a leader. He put Kamala Harris in charge of the border crisis. Yesterday, she flew to California to Oakland, where she was greeted by a crowd of one person, and she couldn't be bothered to go to the border that she's in charge of. Ron DeSantis is a leader. 60 Minutes recognizes that he will be on the presidential ticket or be the presidential candidate in 2024, if not 2028. We can do more. They want to take him out. Drive through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the publics. We can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a public. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. What, What was that? What was that? Publics. We can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. Wow. There's a lot of information there. And they cut just about all of it out. Why? They wanted to tell a different story. That's Greg Kelly, by the way. And we'll share some more from Greg Kelly's show with regard to that in a few minutes. From Publix, the leading grocery chain in Florida, they have sharply denied the false impression made by CBS 60 Minutes. That its pharmacies were tapped to distribute the vaccine in part because of a sizable donation to the governor's campaign. The irresponsible suggestion that there was a connection between campaign contributions made to Governor DeSantis and our willingness to join other pharmacies in support of the state's vaccine distribution effort is absolutely false and offensive, the grocery store said the chain said on Monday. We're proud of our pharmacy associates for administrating more than 1.5 million doses of vaccine to date and for joining other retailers in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia to do our part. When you do things like this, you besmirch not only the leader you're trying to attack, but also the company when you're trying to tow the party line. And that's what CBS did CBS has deleted a tweet advocating how companies can oppose Georgia Republicans. Okay? CBS News decided on Saturday to delete a tweet for sounding way too partisan. On Friday, CBS tweeted out a report by Christopher Brooks headlined, Three Ways Companies Can Help Fight Georgia's Restrictive New Voting Law. This is a tweet from CBS with the accent on BS. Do not donate to Republicans who sponsored the law just as corporations decided not to donate to Republicans who challenged the presidential election results. Spread awareness of the Georgia law to other states, which the media are doing aggressively. And three, fight for a federal law. In this case, support H.R. 1, which allows the Democrats to steal elections into the unforeseeable future. That is CBS News. That is why people do not trust the media anymore. That's why so many people are watching Newsmax. Here's what I do, guys. I'm not here to lie. Okay, I'm not here to lie. I'm not here. I, I, yes, I do have a take. I'm not a journalist, by the way. Dear God, don't call me a journalist. I'm not a journalist. I'm a guy with a take. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not lying about any of this. I'm telling you the truth. That's what I do. I'm not, I'm not here to fool anyone. I'm not here to propagandize. If Matt Gates is uh, guilty of uh, trafficking a 17-year-old, then, then he is and he ought to be kicked. If, if he is being framed, 
and he is being uh, blackmailed, then I support him. But I want to wait until the truth comes out. This is pure propaganda from CBS. CBS did the same thing in the George Bush administration. They created a document about George Bush getting out of military service in Vietnam, and it was done with a computer program that wasn't even around in that time. And it was a lie, and it was Dan Rather. And honestly, when you look at ABCs, CBS, NBC, NPR, public television, uh, the MSNBC, MSN, all of those are so radically left of center, and Fox is drifting that direction. That's why Newsmax is doing so well. We're honest about who we are. I know that Greg Kelly is a conservative. I know that Grant Stinchfield is a conservative, but I know they also aren't here to lie to you. Here is Ron DeSantis setting the record state with Tucker Carlson last night. We vaccinated now three and a half million senior citizens. We were the first state to say we're doing seniors first. We're not going to follow the CDC's recommendation. And what we have done has worked. And they didn't want to discuss that. And obviously, they selectively edited the background. They tried to act like there was a conspiracy with Publix. Why isn't CBS 60 Minutes doing a story on Andrew Cuomo, who has been accused of sexual harassment by nine women now? Ignoring the fact that other pharmacies were involved before Publix. Or Gavin Newsom, who is being recalled currently and may be recalled from office. Doing all our long-term care facilities and ignoring the fact that I met with the county mayor, who's now is a Democrat, who said what, what uh, 60 Minutes has done is bunk. Uh, but the, Palm Beach calculated 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. So when we put it in there, their numbers started going through the roof. So it succeeded there. But what they didn't tell you also, Tucker, is when there was a need in a more rural part of the county, like near Lake Okeechobee. Listen to this. Choby, we set up a separate site in a small town called Pahokee. They didn't tell you that. No. They didn't tell you that we were doing African-American church vaccinations. I thought Republicans hated people of color. Drives before Publix ever gave a single shot. They didn't tell you that. They didn't tell you that hospitals were doing shots starting in the third week of December. Isn't it funny? I used to do shots in my 20s. Now I'm doing shots in the arm. Because it didn't fit the narrative. They don't believe in facts. Can I get another round of shots over here? Let's do a COVID. Let's do a flu over here. All right. Yeah. Anybody else? It was a political beer chaser narrative. It was done with malicious intent and a reckless disregard for the truth. They would not talk to the people who were most relevant to this because they know those key Democrats, Jared Moskowitz, Mayor Dave Kerner, would blow up their narrative. So they just put their head in the sand and pretended like those facts didn't exist. And they only mentioned one Democrat in the story that they reached out to. And that Democrat had not been contacted by Ron DeSantis. But all these other Democrats were in on it. It honestly, it's just breathtaking. It's breathtaking. The abuse, the abuse of the First Amendment. It's tragic and sad and pathetic. And I hope the reporter loses her job over this she should what is her name fonzarelli or something it's like fonzie it sounds like fonzie anyway yeah unbelievable unbelievable propaganda let's move on to the lies about major league baseball and their opposition to the georgia election integrity law which by the way 70 percent of black people support showing an id when you vote you know why because they don't want their votes stolen they also don't support uh, massive amounts of uh, drop-off boxes that can be stuffed the day after. They also don't support having 45 days out for early voting. Honestly, American, can we just grow the heck up? Can we just say this is election day? This is the day. If you can't be there, then you request for an early ballot. That's fine. And you provide an excuse for it and you provide identification for it. But honestly, can we just grow up? Can we just grow up and stop saying, we're not going to allow people to have water in line at the to vote. They're all going to die of thirst. Oh, dear Lord. So tired of this. Joe Biden came out in support of Major League Baseball, pulling out of the state of Georgia with the All-Star Game. Joe Biden said it was Jim Crow on steroids, which is an insult to anyone who was victimized or killed because of Jim Crow laws, which were Democrat laws. Here is Jen Psaki. Psaki. Time for some hot Psaki. Walking back the White House's support of Major League Baseball, pulling out of the state of Georgia 
and costing $100 million to the city of Atlanta. Question about Major League Baseball. Uh, the okay. league decided to move its All-Star game out of Atlanta. That's something that the president said he supported before. Does he then agree with their decision to move that game out of Atlanta with the voting law? Well, I, I wish I had had this with me on Friday because I got a, asked a question and there's just a, some help, what I thought would be helpful context, and I know you probably don't have the transcript in front of you. Mm -hmm. So when the president was asked during an ESPN interview last week, uh, he was asked the question, uh, last week, Major League Baseball Players Association executive... She's uh, doing a little CYA action. ...director said that he would look forward to discussing moving the All-Star game from Atlanta in the wake of Georgia's governor signing into law a bill passed by the Republican-led state legislature to overhaul how its state elections are run. How do you view this possibility of moving the All-Star game out of Georgia? And he said, quote... Yeah, we, I think we, we saw the interview, actually, but thank you. ...professional athletes are acting incredibly responsible. I would su strongly support them doing that. So he was not dictating... Uh, for what Major League Baseball uh, should do. that He's the president of the United States. He called it Jim Crow and Jim Eagle. That they should, dictating they should move the All-Star game. Uh, that is was their decision. They made that decision. Wow. And as he stated earlier, he certainly supports that. So he does support the decision to move the game then. Well, he, he supports them being able to make the decision and respond to what their players' uh, act, you know asks are, given many of them are impacted. Do you want to know why she's backtracking? Listen to this report. The backlash against Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola, and Major League Baseball was severe. After Georgia passed its voting integrity law, MLB removed the All-Star game from Atlanta. And CEOs of the two Georgia-based companies publicly announced their opposition to the law. Hashtag Boycott Delta began trending on Twitter. Ruh -ruh. Former President Trump urged a boycott of Coke. Reportedly, his face... Joe Biden didn't say anything about all the riots last summer during the presidential campaign until it started to affect his polling. That's what happened here. Favorite drink. His position on the Georgia election law in polar opposition to that of the sitting president. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing. Lying liars who lie. Line waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at five o'clock when work. That's another lie. And people are just getting off work. Fact checkers across the political spectrum quickly labeled President Biden's two claims false. Lie, lie, lie. The Georgia law forbids electioneering, the handing out of gifts by political parties outside voting precincts while voters wait their turn. And his phony claim that voting hours will end at 5 p.m. on Election Day? That had likely come from a story in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which issued a correction, quote, A previous version of the story said the new law would limit voting hours on Election Day. In Georgia, polling places are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and if you are in line by 7 p.m., you are allowed to cast your ballot. Nothing in the new law changes those rules. It's time to grow up, America. That's from the Washington Examiner, a great piece. It's time to grow up, America. It's time to put your big girl panties on and get your rear end in line to vote. My mother was 91 years old. She went and voted on Election Day, on November the 3rd. She barely can get around with a walker, and she went and voted because it's important to her to show her ID and show her vote is hers. Even Meghan McCain, who's not usually terribly lucid, I mean, I, I don't watch The View because I think I'd end up trying to take my life three times before the show was over. Here she is talking about the Georgia voter line. And uh, then she was interrupted by uh, a whoopee at the end. First off, if uh, Major League Baseball is going to boycott the All-Star Games, there's a bunch of other baseball games in Georgia that are coming up. They should boycott that, too. Put your money where your mouth is. Just completely remove yourself entirely from Georgia since it's a racist, deplorable, unforgivable place, according to Major League Baseball. This, the, I, there's a huge misunderstanding of this bill. The Washington Post actually gave President Biden four Pinocchios. It's the first four Pinocchios that he's gotten since he's been president over this because Joe Biden said that it, the law was uh, de decreasing uh i think megan actually did her research and not expanding the capacity to vote and it's just it's just factually inaccurate like there's a i think it's really weird to talk about this issue because there's like a lot of facts that are complete and it's because it's a lie completely inaccurate chuck schumer's going on tv saying we need to support uh you know the mlb we need to support what's happening but in the state of new york it doesn't have no excuse voting it has fewer voting mlb blm
Huh. Day restrictions. You can't hand out food and water in New York, and it relies on signature matching, which is not happening in Georgia. It's just intellectually dishonest. It's harder to vote in New York. It's a lie. Than it is in Georgia, and Chuck Schumer has a problem with it. Stacey Abrams didn't want this boycott. I don't think we're going to accomplish anything just by all of us boycotting each other. President Trump right now is calling for many boycotts for many different things because the I'm not watching baseball this year. Left is trying to cancel each other out, according to him. I'm really, really disappointed in President Biden. If we're in a place, he's the first sitting president in U.S. history to call for an economic boycott targeting a specific state. Mm -hmm. This is healing the soul of the nation. This is bringing Americans together. This is being a president for all of America. It is not. This is culture war stuff at its very base level, and it is only seeking. You can't take our pastime away from us. If you do, you knew, you need new leadership. To divide us even further, and that is not what I was promised with President Biden. My final thing, if we're going to do this moral equivalency sliding scale with the Biden administration, 100% you need to come out today and say that you are boycotting the Beijing Olympics because there is mass genocide going on with the Uyghurs Pretty there. Much, and yeah. you have nothing to say. We have nothing to say about this, and we're still... I don't think Uyghurs can vote. We're going to go to the Olympics where mass genocide is happening, but we are going to boycott everything in the state of Georgia. That is ridiculous. The American public aren't stupid. They aren't. And this is just virtue signaling across the board. And like it or not... Ooh, she's on fuego. Republicans and Democrats they do have to, know that... to live with each other. I'm not... Here comes the interruption. I'm sorry. Legs. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. They do. That's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Are you, are you done? Yeah. Are you done? Yes, yes, sorry. sorry. Oh, I could not work with her and Joy Behar. <sighs> Joe Biden took a brutal thrashing on uh, ABC this weekend. Here is Chris Christie calling him a liar. It expands early voting in Georgia. The president said it ended it. Listen, here's what Joe Biden's got to live with when he wakes up this morning on Easter morning. He is doing exactly what he sat around in the campaign and the transition accused Donald Trump of doing. He is lying to cause racial divisions in this country. That's what, That's what the Democrat Party is doing. He accused Donald Trump of doing, and he's a liar and a hypocrite. So wait, so hold on, hold on. Wow, that's pretty heavy duty. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that about Chris Christie. Uh, here he is uh, again talking about uh, Joe Biden lying and Georgia election integrity laws. Because I sat here and listened to the president's inaugural address. And I just want a couple of real quick points from it. Yeah, by the way, the president called for unity and has done nothing to unify the country at all. Politics need not be a raging fire that destroys everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated or made up. That's his, that's his accepted speech. That's hilarious. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule 84 days. Wow. And now he's lying to the American people, George. Woo. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. I'm very disappointed. This is the smartest thing I've heard Chris Christie say in a long time. Here he is saying it's not Jim Crow. Well, Stacey Abrams, by the way, Stacey Abrams was in New Jersey, in my state, praising Phil Murphy this week for a voting law where New Jersey early voting is nine days. Half. Uh-oh. Half of what Georgia is. Yet she's on TV in New Jersey. I saw it myself saying that this is one of the greatest voting expansion bills we've ever seen. But this is Jim Crow. I'm sorry, George. It is not Jim Crow. It is an insult to those who were victimized by it. Here is ABC News contributor Sarah Isger talking about it. Which is Delta, Coke, etc. These corporations coming out and condemning the... Coke is woke and a joke. Georgia bill, which, as you said, is ridiculous compared to other states. Delaware, Joe Biden's... MLB is BLM. I'm coming up with them today. Home state didn't even have early voting in 2020. They won't have it until 2022. Uh-oh. Uh, they're condemning that. They're condemning this Georgia bill without really understanding it. Joe Biden has been labeled a recidivist liar for what he has said about the bill by uh, the fact-checking organizations. And what about China? We have actual concentration camps going on in China, and these corporations won't say word one about it. And the hypocrisy of that, I think, is very clear to a Republican base that this isn't about whether they feel strongly about a Georgia bill that doesn't do what the Democrats are afraid it will do, and it doesn't do it. No, it doesn't. It's all a lie, lie, lie. 
There's getting uh, some pushback also on this massive infrastructure bill, a, uh, a wink and a nod to 1929 uh, Roosevelt's America, an attempt at the New Deal once again because the Democrats have nothing else in their quiver. They don't understand that lower uh, taxes and lower regulation cause an increase in hiring, that lowering taxes actually causes an increase in revenue coming into the Treasury's coffers. It works every single time, and when you do the opposite, things go to heck in a handbasket. Let's just put it this way. Here, Jen Saki is uh, dodging questions on uh, Democrat opposition from the corporate tax hike associated with the infrastructure bill. Here she is giving us a little lecture on what is infrastructure. She's being Jen Snarky. Senator Joe Manchin said today that he can't support a 28% uh, tax increase on corporations. So is the White House open to lowering that? He said the highest he would support is 25%. Well, first on the infrastructure uh, question, let me say that uh, some Republicans who have been vocal think investing in water systems and replacing pipes so Americans can have clean drinking water uh, is not... Republicans want dirty drinking water. ...infrastructure, but the president does. Some don't think investing in high-speed rail is infrastructure. The president does. We live in a really, really, really big country, and Amtrak is a joke. Some believe building charging stations to support... America's electric vehicle future is not infrastructure. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that when people start buying electric cars. He believes it is. Uh, some don't believe that America's broadband capacity, uh, which is one third of the American of American the American people, I should say, that is absolutely wrong. It is ninety three percent, and there are some rural areas that choose not to have it. Don't have access. We do not need the government involved in broadband. We will be carrying handheld crank walkie talkies if we put the government in charge of this to broadband and improving those lines. And don't believe me? Go to get a driver's license today. Expanding that access is not infrastructure. The president does. Uh, some believe that it's nonsense. That uh, addressing the issue of America's supply chain so that we're never again at the mercy of China or any other nation. Oh, you mean like as far as oil is concerned? Because, see, we were oil independent. We were energy independent before Joe Biden said no to the Keystone XL pipeline. Is not investing in infrastructure. The president disagrees. Some don't believe that rebuilding schools so that they're safe and asbestos. Yeah, that should be up to uh, 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 local municipalities, not the federal government. Three is investing in infrastructure. This is all about federalizing everything. The president disagrees. And finally, some don't think that building a support system to take care of... I trust a government that can't uh, keep our borders secure and would uh, flood our country with illegals to do uh, everything you've just mentioned. Elder no, I don't. Really, parents or kids with disabilities at home uh, so people can go back into the workforce. Some of those two million women who have left the workforce during the pandemic. Yeah, because the government shut down everything. Some think that that is not investing in the infrastructure, our workforce of this country that are the backbone of this country. The president. Thank you, Jen Snarky. Here is the president's uh, energy secretary, uh, Jennifer Granholm, talking about how uh, the, the tax hikes that are only going to happen to people making 400000 or above actually will happen to pretty much everybody. More moderate congressional Democrats who are worried that raising these taxes will hinder economic growth and ultimately hurt middle class Americans. By the way, by raising the uh, corporate income tax to 28%, that makes us the second highest taxed country with regard to corporations in the world. Okay, two points on this, Jake. Um, you recall that uh, just a few years ago, the tax rate for corporate taxes was 35%. And when Donald Trump passed his corporate and tax cuts for the wealthy package, he dropped it to a point that nobody was even asking for, which was 21%. And they said thank you, and they brought manufacturing back to the United States, which Barack Obama said would never come back. So, so what Joe Biden is saying is let's put it to a reasonable middle. You know, there's a point, Democrats, you're just not able to get everything you want. You can't always get what you want. Let's put us in line with other industrial nations, which is a 28 percent. And secondly, if you don't like this, then come and tell us how you would pay for it. I, I'm, you know, but we don't need to pay for it because we don't need this nonsense. We don't need this massive uh, uh, Rooseveltian wet dream of the Democrat Party. Uh, of the of the polling that's been done out there on this, more people support paying for infrastructure rather than racking up deficits than not. And that includes Republicans. <laughs> that is so fake. That is so false. People know that you can't Misleading. just continue to spend without paying for it. And so what Joe Biden wants to do is to do it in a fair way. Okay. Uh, by the way, did I just hear Amazon coming by? I'm waiting for my copy of uh, Hunter Biden's memoir. 
It's called Beautiful Things. Beautiful Things. Where he uh, remembers uh, uh, being really high on crack and, and snorting uh, Parmesan cheese by accident. Uh, but he doesn't remember impregnating a stripper with a daughter who lives in Arkansas now. It's really weird. But, you know, CNN loves it. Brian Stelter loves this book. Read a lot of memoirs. I've never read a memoir uh, like this one before. This is Hunter Biden's book, Beautiful Things, that comes out on Tuesday. It is extraordinary. You know, you've heard about Hunter Biden over the years. You've heard all the tabloid coverage of Hunter who cares about Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden. You think you know his story. We know that right-wing media is obsessed with him. Fox who cares about him? Yeah, and you know, why, uh, you know why we are obsessed? Because he got a no-talent, no-qualifications deal to make up to $80,000 a month from Burisma, and he got a $1.5 billion uh, hedge fund to manage out of China, and uh, the big guy got 10%. News always uh, targeting him, and there are real questions to ask, including about that laptop. Uh, that CBS uh, is probing, uh, that CBS asked about... Oh, well, we can trust CBS. I mean, you know, if you can't trust CBS, uh, never mind. ...about in an interview that's airing uh, today and airing again tomorrow. But this book... Yes. This book about addiction, about how many times Hunter Biden could have died, the president's son, it's breathtaking. Yeah, it is breathtaking. He made a lot of really poor life choices. And you can't just blame it all on crack, Okay. He made a lot of really bad life choices, like uh, immediately circling around his brother's widow and having an affair with her while having an affair with her sister. That isn't crack addiction, kids. That's a person who has a real hole in his soul. And I don't know who's going to buy this book other than you, Mr. Stelter. Unreal. Hunter uh, said he was smoking crack around the clock. We're going to crack, smoke, smoke, and crack. We're going to crack, crack, crack uh, around the clock, <clears throat> drinking a quart of vodka and not keeping tabs on anything. He struggled with addiction. He dropped off, by the way, three laptops at that computer store. It, he didn't have it stolen and it wasn't hacked. That was a lie. That was a lie. He says it all stems back to losing his mother uh, and sister Naomi in a car crash in 1972. Um, he was two when that happened. And it's an enormous tragedy, don't get me wrong. He said, with regard to having an affair with his uh, brother's uh, widow, Hallie, <clears throat> which is, would you have an affair with your brother's widow right after he died? Dear God. He said they bonded over shared grief and pain and thought their love for Bo would bring him back. Well, he obviously loved, loved her a lot because, uh, you know, he also had an affair with her sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here is a little bit of the interview from uh, this weekend. I think this was on CBS this morning about Hunter Biden. You would wake up some mornings. I shouldn't even say some mornings because you slept for like 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. And be looking for crack and just smoke whatever was there. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs um, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone. <laughs> Any yeah, yeah. I'll remember that the next time I order Papa John's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here he is talking about uh, Burisma and why he was chosen to be on the Burisma board, even though he's probably never been to the Ukraine and he has knows nothing about oil and gas. Wait till you hear why uh, why uh, Burisma was interested in being close to Joe Biden. I, th I think it played a, a large part. And I write about this in the book. As I said, I think that they saw my name as gold. And one of the reasons that they did was this. Right at that period of time, the Russians had invaded and taken Crimea, and they were after the natural resources and the pipeline. And I know that Burisma wanted to do one thing, is that they wanted to create a bulwark against that Russian aggression. They knew that they had to expand internationally. And, into and they knew that if you have the uh, uh, vice president in your back pocket, anything's possible. Other sectors in order to be able to diversify themselves now this is the money shot this is this is just breathtaking and biden name is synonymous with democracy and transparency <laughs> Hold on, i gotta hear that again name is synonymous with democracy and transparency oh boy that is, this guy should be a stand-up comedian and that's why i oh. said that it was gold to them yeah because the biden name was uh, no it's actually known for um uh 
lying. Uh, it's actually also known for uh, plagiarism. <laughs> and it's also known for being in uh, Washington, D.C. for 47 years and being wrong about everything. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Let's talk a little bit of some of the great guests that were on the Newsmax in the, the last day or so. Greg Kelly had Tom Cotton on to talk about Major League Baseball's decision to leave Atlanta. It's very disappointing to see Major League Baseball cave to the liberal mob and pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta, Greg. Uh, this is nothing but lies and exaggerations about the Georgia election law, which is designed to streamline Georgia elections, make them more efficient, make them safe and secure, while also convenient and accessible for Georgia voters. Georgia had a lot of problems with its elections last year, and not just on November 3rd. In the summer primaries as well, they had long lines. This law is designed to solve those problems and give the people of Georgia both convenience and competence in their uh, elections. Uh, Major League Baseball and Rob Manford in particular should not have caved in to the liberal mob. Um, they didn't cite any particular objections to this law. If they did, they were not factually based. Um, I would note too that some people have said CBS should withdraw its sponsorship from the Masters Golf Tournament. Yes. Well, guess who's a member at the prestigious Augusta National Golf Club? Well, I don't know. Rob Manford. <gasps> and until he resigns his membership and urges Augusta to replace him with a woman or a minority. Huh. I'll suspect that Rob Manford is not really that sincere about this pose, that yeah. it's nothing but a pose designed to placate the liberal mob that was coming after Major League Baseball. And I've shown you the reaction that has happened and the smackdown that Coke and Delta are getting and the smackdown that the president is getting. They stepped in it this time. They really, really stepped in it. Here is a little bit more from Senator Tom Cotton. Well, look, even the Washington Post, which is Jeff Bezos's personal broadsheet for the Democratic Party, has called Joe Biden out for these lies. Simple things like saying the polls must close at 5 p.m., which is simply not the case. All Georgia did was standardize business hours to say it's 9 to 5, but counties can go from 7 to 7 if they want. I would also note that Joe Biden's home state of Delaware doesn't offer early voting the way Georgia does. It doesn't have anywhere near the number of drop boxes wow. that Georgia does. So is Joe Biden going to call Delaware uh, a Jim Crow state for trying to restrict the vote and suppress the vote. Or Colorado, where the uh, All-Star game is going. Something tells me that he probably will not do so. But The naked emperor got caught with his pants down. Shows a severe lack of integrity that Joe Biden not only misrepresented this law, but continues to misrepresent it and directs his aides and advisors to misrepresent it on television. And he also spreads racial division and hate. Let's move on to Rob Schmidt's show. He talked to the lieutenant governor of the state of uh, Florida, Jeanette Nunez, about the lie that 60 Minutes attempted to perpetuate. Mayor of Palm Beach or Palm Beach County come out in your defense. These are Democrats. Yes, absolutely. And it just goes to show you that when people are focused on doing the right thing, just like our director of emergency management and the mayor of Palm Beach worried about his residents, we work together in a bipartisan way. The governor went to them and asked them, what would you like to see the state do? Would you like to see us send more doses to hospitals or drive through sites that the state has popped up? But instead, they wanted to see us work with publics. And I think it's important to note as well, which we've said time and again, our administration was already working with CVS and Walgreens in delivering much needed doses to long-term care facilities and nursing homes. And so they were the ones that got the first vaccine distribution in terms of the retail pharmacies. Publix was ready, they were willing, they were available, and they did a great job. And it wasn't pay for play. Now, a, an unlikely folk hero emerged from Canada over Easter. A uh, pastor named Arthur Polaski, a uh, Polish immigrant who escaped Poland during the uh, Cold War. And he chased some police who had gone to his church illegally to shut down the service. He chased them out on Easter morning. I played his audio yesterday. Here's a little bit of the interview, uh, Rob Schmidt, with this pastor. Canadian pastor Arthur Polaski. After police and a public health inspector walked into his church in Alberta, Canada, and interrupted a religious celebration, you had some choice words for them. I want to play just a little bit of that first. Let's go ahead and listen. Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year, and they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? Yep. So explain what happened. 
Well, uh, they have been harassing us for the past 13 months, just like around the world because of the pandemic. They wow. have uh, been coming to our church services. They have been coming in big numbers. Our yeah. record for Christmas festival is 100 police officers, 52 police cruisers. Wow. So they have been doing this intimidation harassment tactics for a while. And I've told them over and over again, do not you dare to come to our church, do not come inside, do not intimidate our children, our elderly, our women. Do not do that. It's against the law. It's actually a criminal offense, punishable with five years jail time. And this most holiday Passover celebration during Shabbat, they just walk in like it was their house. And I was completely taken by surprise. I didn't know what to do. So the only thing I did was kick them out. And he kicked them out. Here's a little bit more. Uh, Rob Schmidt with the pastor. You know, Canadians have enough. We have enough. Enough is enough. Uh, more and more Canadians are rising up. More and more people are finally saying, this is crazy. They're going too far. This is not about health. This is about terrorism. Um, yep. You've had uh, religious leaders have been fined, arrested, sued for holding services, breaking COVID protocol, especially really in the early days of the pandemic. Officials in your community, I understand, want stricter lockdowns and even more rules after they've seen an uptick. in must have a lot of liberals living there. Cases. You're telling Canadians to stand up against this. What, what should they do? Well, I have been warning Canadians for the past 60 years. As you can tell, I am an immigrant from behind the Iron Curtain. I grew up under communist dictatorship. So when this started to happen, I was yelling at the top of my voice from the rooftops, if you will. I was telling Canadians, come on, this is not good. What is going to happen is this is going to intensify. You're yep. going to lose all your rights. The Constitution, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the police will start to invade your private properties, your businesses, your churches. At that time... Think about what the government has done to you in the last year. They took away your right to worship, your right to go to a concert, your right to send your kid to school. They took away your rights in the most egregious way in the history of the country. Certainly in my lifetime. And certainly in your lifetime as well. And we allowed them to do it. And they're doing it all over the world. It's interesting that Canada, it took Canada and a Canadian pastor to say this. And I applaud him. Let's go to uh, Grant Stitchfield's show. He spoke to uh, House Speaker of North Carolina, Tim Moore, about the possibility of convention of states because of overreaching federal government. Conservatives have been talking about this since the campaign, since Joe Biden won the election. Here he is. My biggest fear about something like this is, all right, we get the convention and then you get the radical left coming in and offering up all kinds of wild amendments. Well, this particular uh, resolution that we passed that so many other states have passed is very narrowly drafted so that the only issue that can be taken up at, at that convention would be, in fact, term limits. It's time for the states to fight back against dictatorial rule, and that's what's happening with 56 executive orders and a capital surrounded by thousands of uh, National Guard troops and razor ribbon. You know, and it's no, no accident that states are having to take the lead on this because it's actually one of the few priorities that were in the contract for America from 1994 that were not ultimately decided. So we are being ruled against our will. Very proud of the fact that our state House of Representatives passed this uh, a couple of weeks ago. It now is over in the state Senate. And what it would do, of course, if the 34 states joined in would be to call for the Constitutional Convention for the only purpose of establishing term limits. And I firmly believe that is something that we need in Congress. So. I agree with that completely. Here's a little bit more, uh, Tim Moore, uh, about term limits. we got big problems without term limits, don't we? You know, we really do right now. And, and you can just look and see the encroachment that the federal government is attempting to do right now with this. And you've covered this very well with just how far they're looking to go on House Resolution 1 to yep. essentially try to, to hijack the states when it comes to administering uh, the elections. Many of the other things that, that the federal government's doing, just printing money and uh, uh, spending debt that our children and grandchildren will be paying. And I think many Americans have decided enough is enough. The time is right. We are at our wit's end. For a lot of reforms. And one of those. And our patience. Uh, is certainly term limits. And so uh, this resolution passed uh, by a majority in our state house. Uh, it's now in the Senate. And, and my hope is, is that 
34 states total will pass this resolution, we can have this constitutional convention, and it will also give a, give a chance for the states to assert some authority. It's time to do that. Okay, so uh, Rob Finnerty, he hosts a show on Newsmax. It's called Wake Up America. <laughs> and I got him on the phone here. Hey, this is Rock and Rob, 96.7 FM, Kansas City. <laughs> All right, Rob Finnerty, the host of Wake Up America. And my God, it really does need to wake up, actually. Joins me on the phone. Good morning, sir. How are you? Rob, nice to be on. How are you? I'm good. I know the big story of the day was Vladimir Putin getting the, uh, the sexiest man alive in Russia this year. <laughs> I saw that on your show this morning. Yes, well, he's quite a specimen physically. Uh, you know, he's just, he's, first of all, very handsome. But by, by the way, do you think that when he woke up in the morning and, and they came into his, you know, into his, his room where he sleeps and opens up the drapes, I picture it somewhat like watching The Crown when they wake up the queen, like he's in bed there. Uh, do you think they were like, you're not going to believe this, Mr. President. You were once again voted the most attractive man in Russia. Well, I was just looking at the ballot, and here are the selections. Vladimir Putin, and then there's a guy named Vlad P., a guy named V. Putin, right. one named Sexy Vlad, and then President Vlad. Those are the five choices that people were given. And uh, and Vladimir Putin actually ended up winning. <laughs> so that's the big surprise. No Alexei Navalny. <laughs> All right, so have you, uh, have you gotten a chance to crack open Hunter Biden's new book? Um, I have read the <laughs> snippets available on Amazon. Yeah. Um, it is, I'll tell you what, it is a page... Turner, just like Andrew Cuomo's book. This is going to be a big one. <laughs> you know what I thought was really funny about uh, Andrew Cuomo? He got a $4 million book deal for this book. Even though the last book he wrote only sold, I think it was 4,000 copies. And uh, and <laughs> so they, they're taking a bath on this. But, Rob, who in the heck is going to read Hunter Biden's book? Who who wants to read the, the memoir of a crack-addicted stripper impregnator who's, you know, pretty much kind of a scumbag his entire life? Who's going to read this? Yeah, I mean, my, my question, Rob, honestly, when I was kind of looking at this book and it coming out is it, people will say that Joe Biden, our 78-year-old president, has or is in the midst of cognitive decline. You know, we saw his press yeah. conference and there, there certainly are red flags, right? Yeah. But that's something that will have to be diagnosed by a doctor. When it comes to his son, who's 51 years old, I, I won't call it cognitive decline, but it, it's definitely selective memory. So yeah, yeah. he's able to recall vivid details about substance abuse, yeah. but he doesn't remember dropping off three laptops at the Mac store in Wilmington, Delaware. And he also doesn't remember impregnating a uh, an exotic dancer who lives in Arkansas. I noticed you, you mentioned that uh, uh, the book says or the release said that he has four kids. He actually has five. He did not include the, the baby girl in Arkansas, which is uh, uh, just, I mean, sad, <laughs> just really, really sad. Um, you I, know what? Here's thing. You, you can't cherry pick what you choose to uh, remember. Yeah. And in this case, you know, he is he anything he doesn't want to answer. He says, I can't remember. And because he was, you know, on drugs for four years, that's an excuse that CBS News was just fine with. But what about this little girl, this little two year old girl? She lives in Arkansas. Yeah. Think about it like that. Ten years from now, 15 years from now, she can read. She reads the sleeve on the back of that book. And, and he's a father of four, not five. That's yeah. enough to mess up a kid right there. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Let's move on to some other stuff. You as a journalist, um, you, you see a lot of uh, uh, slanted coverage. Um, I know you worked here in Kansas City for uh, one of the local stations. Now you're on Newsmax, and uh, 60 Minutes really, really dropped the ball this weekend by trying to corner Ron DeSantis with some sort of pay-to-play thing. And I guess it surprised me a little bit because... It's obvious in the videotape that DeSantis explained exactly what happened. It wasn't paid for play. And CBS is completely silent. Your thoughts on this today? Well, I think CBS is exactly what many of these... I, I, people say this, and, and I think people... It's easy to laugh, but this is true. CBS, CNN, MSNBC, NBC News, these are now the PR arms of the Democratic Party. CBS... I worked for Columbia Broadcasting local stations in Kansas City. You just mentioned that for one in Tampa for five years, worked for one in California as well. And if you want to talk about playing it safe, go to sleep news. Watch, the, watch CBS this morning, by the way. Yeah. There's a reason they've been in third place literally since Ronald Reagan's first term. Okay, there was a time, Rob, when if you heard three words, Mike Wallace calling, you, got, you, got, you were nervous. You were scared. That was the old famous host of 60 Minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. Right now you hear, I don't know who they even have doing it now, but you hear, uh, you know, Anthony Mason calling, and, and you probably laugh to yourself. Yeah. But this is, let me tell you what, 
Ron DeSantis is going to be at the top of the ticket in 2024 if Donald Trump decide, doesn't decide to run. He's going to win in a, in a walk in 2022 in Florida in the governor's race. Yeah. And they're just trying to disparage his name, getting in front of it, because they know this guy is a formidable opponent for Kamala Harris in four years. Why is it CBS? Why didn't they do a 60 Minutes piece on, on uh, Andrew Cuomo and the eight women who are accusing him of sexual harassment? I mean, honestly, seriously, this clearly was a hit piece uh, going after a rising star in the Republican Party. And to me, what I always say, Rob, is we live in a country with the First Amendment, the greatest piece of legislation in the history of mankind that allowed man to worship and to associate and it protected unpopular speech. And yet our mainstream media disregards that to toe a party line. And I can't imagine a bigger betrayal of freedom of expression than that. Yeah. And just the details, by the way, Publix. So I, before Newsmax, I was in Florida. Yeah. There are at least two Publix in every county in the state of Florida. There yeah. are over 800 in the state. Publix would be like, it, it is, they, it makes perfect sense yeah. to have people get vaccinated um, statewide at Publix to start and then roll it out to CVS and Walgreens and other places, which is exactly what he's done. Ron DeSantis has handled the state of Florida and this pandemic better than anyone else. Why don't they do something about Gavin Newsom and the, uh, oh. the recall effort that would be historic if yeah. it does happen, and it looks like it might happen? Why don't they do it on Lori Lightfoot uh, or, or the mayor of Minneapolis, who was the first to champion the defund the police movement, but now, Rob, literally is giving the city money to try and attract new cadets. The problem is nobody wants to be a cop in Minneapolis. (laughs) No. And and I might have mentioned also in Portland, they don't want to do that as well. Um, You did the opposite of what so many are doing. (laughs) Instead of moving from New York to Florida, you moved from Florida to New York. Um, How does that feel going from a state that, you know, no income tax or the state income tax and, uh, and uh, it appears to be a lot more personal freedom uh, to move to New York. How, how does that feel? Well, I'll tell you what, every two weeks I look at my, my pay stub, you know, I get paid every two weeks just like everybody yeah, else. Yeah. I kind of look at it twice and I say, really? That's, geez, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a totally different world up here. But no, so living in Florida, Florida's America. Go, go down to Florida right now. It's, yeah. you, can, you can walk the beach without a mask. People don't tell you six feet away. It's, they have just done a very nice job there. But I also think that I heard somebody once say that Florida is America's Australia. And I didn't like that because... Florida is the third most populous state in the country. Some of the best people I know are from Florida, and it just so happens that Governor DeSantis, they happen to have two Republican senators and a Republican governor for the first time since the 1880s, and DeSantis has done a really nice job not listening to everything Dr. Fauci said when this virus was, when this was all starting. And that's what Dr. Fauci would say it, and everyone would do it. He's not this infallible guy, and I think that some of the some of the veneer on Fauci is starting to wear off. Fine. Oh, I think so. I think so, too. I think people are just tired of it. Um, America's pastime has been taken from the American people and given a political direction with the pulling out of the uh, of the All-Star game from Atlanta to a state where voting restrictions are even worse. <laughs> Your thoughts on that, Rob? I cannot wait to read the... Uh, what's the paper up there in Denver? What, the Denver Post-Gazette, yeah. Denver Tribune, whatever it is. <laughs> Right. Rocky Mountain High. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Whatever it is, they are going to I promise you they're going to have to pull the game out of Colorado now because Georgia has 17 days now with the new bill of early voting. Colorado has 15. Colorado is one of 35 other states that require I.D. to vote. Do you want to know the issue that I don't think gets talked about enough with this this foolish uprising over this bill, which means nothing? If you don't have an I.D., you can't even function in this society. You can't, let's say you need to collect unemployment. Let's say you want to buy liquor. Let's say you want to buy cigarettes. Let's say you want to get on a plane, get a mortgage, rent a car, uh, social security checks. All of that, uh, a, a photo ID is required. Less than 2% of the population doesn't have a photo ID. And the Georgia bill actually opens up that avenue for people that might not that want to vote because everybody should be able to vote. We just want to make sure that you are who you say you are. That's yeah. it. I think a lot of the, we mentioned the veneer about Fauci, I think the veneer about a lot of things are coming off. Well, for instance, 60 Minutes has been exposed. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, untruths about the border are being exposed. Jen Psaki had to uh, backtrack on it yesterday. Uh, there are a lot of things that people are just saying, you know, baloney. You know, I'm not going to just, uh, CBS thought they could get away with this because nobody would look into it. And people said, no, no, look at the success story and look at this video. It's right there. 
So I think a lot of this yeah. this stuff is being uh, is being exposed, and I think people are are wise to it. Joe Biden's uh, disapproval rating is at a fifty three percent. I think that people are beginning to get it. You know. Yeah. No. And look what's going to happen just about an hour away from Atlanta, Georgia. Starting Thursday, going through Sunday, will be the, the Masters Golf Tournament at Augusta National. And, and they tried to boycott that. And the people that run the Masters, let me tell you, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, not a chance. They also own the naming rights to the Masters, so they can't just you know have it at a golf course in Indianapolis or Kansas City mm-hmm. and call it the Masters. The Masters yeah. can only happen at Augusta. And I'll tell you what, they can't yank those azaleas out of the ground and plant them somewhere else <laughs> for another golf tournament. So I, I thought that was... We have uh, Governor Brian Kemp on the show uh, this week from Georgia, Great. and I'm going to ask him about that. Are you proud of the people that run the Masters tournament? Because they didn't cow to the woke mob. Yeah. They just said, no, you do whatever you want. We're still having the tournament. Rob, thanks for joining me, man. It's yeah. nice to talk to a fellow Newsmaxian. Uh, <laughs> continued success. I'll look forward to the, uh, to the uh, interview with uh, Governor Kemp. Thanks a lot, Rob. Nice talking to you. I right, talk to you, buddy. See you. All right, there you go. That's uh, Rob Finnerty, the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax. You can uh, look on NewsmaxTV.com for when it airs in your city, okay, and where to find it on local cable systems and digital platforms. Okay, so it's time for me to go. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. If I could depart with one thing, and I started off with lying liars who lie, here's the good thing. You can't continue to lie. Sooner or later, the lies will catch up. And we're starting to see some uh, backlash. I know that you have felt uh, helpless since November the 4th. Uh, I know that I have, and I've seen executive orders passed. Things like allowing biological boys to compete with your daughters in high school and the media attempting to uh, wave it off. We saw another attempted unconstitutional uh, impeachment of uh, Donald Trump. That's the second one that did a face plant, among other things. And you sit and you stew and the the anger builds inside of you and the frustration. Uh, But we saw with this uh, Georgia with um, MLB pulling out, we see with the border crisis, uh, we have a lot of strength. We can change minds and we can turn things around. All right. That's going to do it, guys. God bless you. Have a glorious day. Make sure to download the app for Newsmax on your phone. Five million people have done it since uh, November, and that number is growing dramatically. And then, of course, if you need to check out NewsmaxTV.com for all of your favorite shows, including mine, which just happens to be called Rob Carson's What in the World. Have a glorious day. God bless. I will see you, and you'll hear me tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.